Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome to a very late episode of the Welcome to Asgard podcast episode two, sorry, 329. And don't you worry, I will explain why uh, we are late tonight. In short, hashtag blame Verizon is what I will start off with tonight. But before going any further, please make sure you smash that like button. Light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. It really does help and mean a lot. Thank you all so very much for being here. It's crazy to think that we have indeed done 329 live streams. And that's only when I started actually counting the episodes, which was after I think I'd been doing it for about a, I, I hadn't, I, I decided to go back to a certain point to number them. And so I've done more than 329 streams on the channel. So I'll have to one day go back and, and look, I obviously will never renumber the shows because that would just drive me insane. But I definitely would like to know just how many live streams I've actually done. But thank you all so very much for being here. Uh, again, apologies for starting off late this evening. Again, very, very sorry. Uh, again, I am late. This is not your fault. This is Verizon's fault. And I'm, I'm glad to see hashtag blame Canada uh, in there. But yes, blaming Canada is a very, very uh, good message. However, this time, it is actually Verizon's fall. But let's say hello to some people before I explain what happened and how we got here. As you can see, we're going to have a box office movie open forum. So not just a general open forum, but a movie and box office specific open forum. We're going to try to, because it is still the opening weekend of the Batman. You know the rules. No spoilers for the Batman. We'll, we'll do that talk next weekend. We'll do that talk next weekend. Um... And actually, that's a lie, because I won't be here next weekend. I'm going to be out of town. <laughs> so um, uh, we'll, we'll do that at a later point. We will do that at a later point. But no, no spoilers um, in the chat, please. Uh, my Valkyrie, my mods, they have uh, every right to lay down the hammer on those that wish to try and do such a thing. So... Anyway, uh, let's say hello to some people. We got the R hanging out over on Odyssey saying it's episode 329 plus 13. Is that really the case? Was I only 13 episodes off? That's that's kind of crazy. We got Luca in the chat. What is going on, Luca? We got, yes, Shorty Story, the modern major general of the channel. Shorty Story, Laura, how is it going? Thank you for being here. Thanks for, for modding tonight. I appreciate it. The R simply says, I have a pen. Do you now? Do you really? Well, thank you for being here. Andrew Hoyle, our friend from the UK, says, I hope this doesn't turn into a spoiler stream for the Batman like last night. Otherwise, I'm out. Well, we did give, I will say this much, we did give a spoiler warning when we started going into spoilers on Friday Night Tights. We did give that warning, so at least we did that. <laughs> now, I think Chrissy had maybe mentioned something early before the spoiler segment officially started, but I don't even think that what she mentioned was a major spoiler. I honestly can't 
can't remember. Too too many crazy things happening tonight. Uh, Tina B, what's going on? Empress of the Universe, thank you for holding down the fort. And also, I got your message uh, earlier. Thank you for letting me know. Everything is all good. JKDBuck76, what's going on? Good, sir. He says, I saw the Batman today. I really liked it, and so did my son. Yeah, I I, I liked it, too. I still stand by my B+. Still stand by my B+, rating. Uh, Tina Bojan, what's going on? Tina Boat, thanks for being here. Forever Sci-Fi in the chat as well. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington says, UK, hello, and peace on Earth to all. Peace to you as well. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Andrew, correction, it's a shiny purple head all right it's purple whether whether you like it or not whether you see the colors properly or not it is purple i can guarantee it i know that i could probably choose a darker shade of purple but it is purple uh luca coming in saying you know what's incredible still have not seen spider-man but i managed to stay away from spoilers luca that is actually quite impressive Especially since we we've had spoilers dis- spoiler discussions, and also I don't quite believe that because you you have to have known about some of the biggest stuff. Maybe it's maybe you wouldn't consider that to be a spoiler. Maybe that is the reason why. <laughs> As he then throws me under the bus, saying, "Gary, I mean Odin is here." Now I will say this much: I do. I kept y'all abreast of what was going on. I kept y'all up to date, uh, saying, "Hey." We're going to be pushing it back. We're going to be uh, going back in time just a little bit, just pushing it back about a 30 minutes or so. Um, so at the very least, I, I kept y'all up to date as best as I could. Forever Sci-Fi, what's going on, man? Oh, just a week early for Daylight Saving. Ah, am I really? <laughs> and also, is it really almost Daylight Saving? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that would be... My brain just can't handle that information. Uh, Remember Sci-Fi said, or is that late? Anyway, we can stop doing daylight savings. Seriously. Yeah, I agree. I think the whole like changing time stuff, we should stop. I th- I think that we should just, just, just stop it. That's what we need to do. We need to stop the changing of time because there's no need for it anymore. There really is no need. Soul Assassin in the chat. Hail to you, good sir. Mr. Grant Gregory, thank you very much for the super chat. Says, hail to the bearded bandit. Hope the family is well. Well, thank you very much. Uh, that has actually something to do with why I'm late. Don't worry. We're, we're all okay. But uh, as I said, to the little preview I gave was hashtag blame Verizon. So what had happened was I we, – we, uh, so my family's in town. So my family's in town. They were on vacation for Mardi Gras. And they decided to come through, uh, my parents. And so they were willing to, of course, babysit. And we didn't really have any plans for the evening. And so we thought, hey, you know what? <laughs> you know what would be romantic? Let's go to the Verizon store because my wife still needed to be uh, still relied on and still was on uh, a plan provided by by her dad again very very generous um but she was like it's it's more than enough time to pass for me to finally you know be on your plan so we we're trying to switch her from from her plan to my plan and uh we thought it would be a relatively easy process you know we had you know the account information that she was switching from and we thought we had all the login information that we needed and we ended up talking to one of the representatives, and they kept asking about a, a PIN number, right, a, a port PIN number or something to that effect. We had no idea what it was. We were like, we have a, uh, we think we have an account PIN, but we're not sure. And she just was like, okay. And brings us through the entire process. So she also, you know, gets a phone upgrade as well. And 
then she gives us everything and then gives us <laughs> the packet to ship her other phone in because she was doing a trade-in. And then basically just from there, doesn't say a word during any of this and then says, do y'all have any questions? And we're just like, so the box you just gave us, do we, do, <laughs> like, are you going to explain the process? Do we, do we put the phone in the box? Do, do we have to reset the phone? Like, what, what do we need to do? And so we at least got that information. Well, we get home and my wife's trying to go through the setup of, of, of getting her new phone ready. Because I assume that the phone would just have been ported and everything worked fine. And, you know, she ended the conversation with, you know, so I'm, I'm officially on Verizon. And she says, yes, you are. So we're like, okay, awesome, great. And then she tried to turn the phone on and set everything up. And no, she's not on Verizon, actually. So then we ended up having to go back because when she was doing the wiping of, of her old phone, which was part of the process, now she had no phone. And so we had to go back, figure out what was going on, and it just turns out the, the person that we had, the worker we had at the ride store, just just didn't care at all about telling us anything about anything. So we had to go back to the Verizon store. They were closing at 7, and we figured out where we were basically with, like, like we, we figured out everything going on with the phone situation right around, like, 6.15, and so we were in a position where we're like, okay, we, we got to get this phone thing taken care of. The, the store closed at seven. And so we got there, we figured it out and her, her number, they say her number officially will be ported over by like 1243 tonight. So in the middle of the night, it'll be ported, but still we had to get that fixed obviously because she needs to have access to her family. She needs to have access to her number. So this, this whole chaotic situation is what led to this stream starting late tonight. So again, I, I do apologize, but we we had to get that stuff sorted out, and uh, because of that, and then having you know to deal with that, and then that pushed us close, pretty much to when they closed the store, and then getting back, saying goodbye to my parents and thanking them, of course, for for babysitting. Yeah, it was a whole thing. It was a whole thing, and it was it was not fun. I would not wish it on my uh, worst enemy. And by the way, the guy who ended up helping us was so much more helpful. We think he was a manager, and. So talk about, you know, you know, I want to speak to your manager, but this dude was like clearly checked out because he was dealing with just so much nonsense and we could overhear the conversations that all the other workers were having with their different groups. There was one who was complaining because their bill was insanely high and it sounds like they bought a bunch of new phones and they didn't reckon, they didn't realize that they'd also have to pay every month, not just for the service, but that also for the phone, like what they owed on the phone as well. So that was interesting. And then another was trying to pay in cash for a brand new phone on a brand new plan <laughs> with $100 bills. And it was like, Ugh. so they kept basically going back to this guy who we were talking with. And it, it was so annoying because, you know, he was there to help us, but he kept helping, you know, and it was just like, he would just like kind of just look up. He wouldn't even make eye contact with his fellow workers. He would just kind of like look up just to like, you know, like lean in their direction to show that he was listening. And then he would like say something about like what uh, it was. I felt bad for him to be honest because he was helping us as best as he could. And he knew so much more about, he knew so much more and just gave us more information than, than the girl we had earlier. Uh, but, oh man, it was just a chaotic night. And, uh, oh man. Yeah. 
it was it was a trash fire. Let's just say that we're if we ever have an issue again where we have to go to an actual Verizon store, we're, we're not going back to that one. Let's just say that much. Um, all right, let's get back to the chat over on Odyssey. Daniel T says, "Yay, Odin missed out on Batman. I was supposed to see it Wednesday. For some reason, the theater I go to decided to be strict with jab mandates, and so I got stuck with a voucher every time before they. That is crazy." Who, where, what city are you like? What city and state are you in? Because I don't really know of many states left. I thought that that even had those mandates there. I, I was I was pretty certain that every major city was lifting everything. Didn't you realize? Didn't the State of the Union give you give you confidence that that this is over? That somehow COVID's now magically over, even though the the cases are about the same as they were a year ago. The the death rates are about the same as they were a year ago. It's insane. Uh, the R, thank you for the $5 hyper chat donation on Odyssey. Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. It says, you don't have to apologize for starting late. We have been beat down by Gary enough. <laughs> All right, this is true. This is true. Since most of you probably are also followers of Gary Nerdrotic. Uh, yeah, I would say starting 30 minutes early, knowing what time we're going to start, is a lot better than the typical, hey, we're going to start eventually. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you very much for that hyper chat. I appreciate it. Minnesota hockey fan. What's going on, man? How's it going? Thanks for being a member on the channel. Let's see. Laura says here, it was funny watching everyone sprint out of the theater uh, to the bathroom after bed. <laughs> I can understand. Yeah, because it's three hours and it I know some people have said that it felt long. I think even uh, yeah, Mahler last night even mentioned that it felt long. It didn't really feel that long to me, to be perfectly honest, because I was invested in the story. And so I whenever I'm invested in the story for a film, I'm always just very OK. I'm, I'm in I'm in the zone. And it's I was surprised I was actually able to do that because my theater was packed. And so normally I don't do well uh, because in the way the theaters work, you know, the seats are just so close together. And it's it's not that I'm like you know afraid of you know catching COVID or anything, but I I do like personal space and I like being able to put my elbows out on my on my chair and everything like like that. Um, and uh, so I had people like on both sides of me. And I was just like, ugh, ugh, not 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 my preference. But yeah, it is interesting though because yeah, it is a roughly three hour film, and so <laughs> I can imagine a lot of people were like, let's get out. And by the way, like one of the first things that I was doing because a lot of like half the people left right away too. And I heard people talking like, "Is there going to be a post credit scene? Is there going to be a post credit scene?" So I quickly like Googled the answer, and I was like, "Okay, well, I can, I can, I can leave now." <laughs> I don't feel like that's really spoiling much of anything. In fact, that's probably saving you some time. Uh, there is no post credit scene. Um, again, that's not spoiling anything. It's, it's, it's some. There is something, but it's, it's nothing in my opinion. So it's something, but it's nothing. Rob Martin, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat, Rob D. He tagged and said, "Hello, Odin, drinking a cherry lemonade." Bang energy drink tonight. Let's do this. Buy any Blu-rays lately? Can't remember the last new movie I bought. Uh, no, I haven't bought any new one. The newest ones to come in. Maybe I haven't mentioned this one yet. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, need to put it on my server. But uh, this one I bought. Belfast did a blind buy because I heard a lot of people saying a lot of good things about it. And uh, I typically like a lot of Kenneth Branagh's films. Not all of them. He's made some uh, some pretty bad ones, but... Uh, Belfast, I heard pretty good things about, so I decided to pick that one up. And then one that was sent to me, and I, I'm pretty sure I've shown this one already, but this one was sent to me, and uh, I still need to watch it to review. And that's uh, American Underdog, uh, the story about uh, Kurt Warner. So very, very happy that, uh, again, shout out again to Lionsgate for sending that copy out. 
uh, for me to review. So I still need to watch that to review. And then I think, uh, I don't know if I showed these off. But on Amazon, I bought some Star Wars novels. And they had the whole X-Wing series available, but it was like $150 or something like that for the whole set brand new or something. It was kind of crazy. And then I looked at the used market, and there was one seller selling the entire set for like 50 bucks. And so I ended up picking up all nine. And yeah, they're used, but hey, uh, they're in pretty good shape, I would say, for used. So I got the entire X-Wing series of novels, so... Hopefully, as long as my summer goes to plan and and I got some actual time off, uh, I'll be diving into those because I know that they're in the process of doing the audiobooks. I know that they've done Rogue Squadron, and actually, I have that because I have have Audible, and typically, I'm like, I don't know what to use my credits on. Oh, well, you know what? I, you know, classic Star Wars, EU Star Wars, yeah. Uh, By the way, I believe it was... Yeah, Mark Thompson, who's my favorite voice actor for any Star Wars novel, uh, he, I think, is doing the voice work for... I guess all of them. Uh, I know he did the, at least for, for this one. And I think Wedge's Gamble is the next one that's set to come out. I think they're doing all of them at uh, over the ne- over the course of the next few years. So I'm pretty excited about that too because, as you all know, I, I prefer audiobooks. But I do like having the physical copy as well. So I guess that's the other stuff that I've, I've picked up. Let's see. Crisco, he says, Do you think the Adam Project starring Ryan Reynolds on Netflix looks good? I'm getting some real Tomorrow War vibes from it. Yeah, I haven't seen enough of it, to be perfectly honest, to say uh, to say one way or the other uh, whether it's going to be good. I- I've heard of it. I've seen a poster for it, I think, but I haven't actually uh, seen the trailer for it. Uh, waiting for the Orville. What's going on? It says, hey how are you tonight? How's Thor and Freya? Uh, baby Thor is sleeping and uh, and Freya is doing okay, but obviously she's frustrated with the whole Verizon thing. Uh, so luckily she does, and this is, I would say, one of the very few benefits uh, of iPhones is luckily because she can still be connected to the Wi-Fi, uh, even though she doesn't have the service, she at least can still do iMessage with other people. And again, most of her family uses iPhones, so luckily she's able to still communicate with them. Um, she just can't make any, as, as it keeps telling her, uh, your service provider will not allow you to make LTE calls. And it's like, oh, oh, really? <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more, please. Uh, let's see. Gary Bandit Sandwich, Worthington, Batman, spoilers, Liverpool is Gotham. Ah, yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> let's see. Forever Sci-Fi as a member said, I gain respect for Robert Pattinson uh, for his love of Final Fantasy VII and that he upset Zoe Kravitz with it. Oh, well, that's awesome. That is definitely worthy. Uh, Andrew Hoyle, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's purple. Let's see. Uh, Odin looking like bubbly yum bubble gum bubble. <laughs> I guess that's one way to describe it. That's for sure. <laughs> I do look like a pack of bubble gum. I would say that that uh, is valid. But it is, it is purple. Uh, it's purple, he says. I'm watching with a screen overlay. I need to turn it off. <laughs> oh, JKD Buck. Uh, P, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Uh, JKD Buck says, uh, overlay removed. It's purple indeed. Boom. And boom goes the dynamite. There we go. From the man himself. The man, the myth, the legend. See, JKD Buck says, uh, the new Batmobile was really awesome. Glad they based it on a muscle car. Yeah, actually, I thought 
the introduction of the Batmobile in the film was also was was also great because that was the chase sequence I talked about a little bit uh, last night. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the entire movie there was this amazing chase sequence and uh, kudos because uh, Laura had actually mentioned it to me and we were talking about it uh, on on Discord and it really was a very well done chase sequence and. After looking at it, I can say, because I was paying attention, because there was a comment and question of whether or not it was all practical effects or whether it was, you know, CG. And based on based on what I saw, it looked like it was a very healthy mixture of live action, of actual practical effects with some CG uh, mixed in as well. And I thought it was mixed in pretty seamlessly. I think that any of the C- extra CG elements that weren't actual cars... Um, it was a little hard, a little bit more difficult to, to tell. I think that some, obviously of the, of the bigger crashes that were going on with like, so they had some, some big rigs and that were crashing. I think that that was CG. Um, but yeah, I thought that they actually did a pretty good job of it. And, um, man, oh man, the, the effect they did when they have, uh, in the film. And again, this is really not spoiling anything as far as major things go. This is pretty common again batman's chasing down a bad guy so when they're showing inside the car as it's flipping over you know when the batmobile makes impact they have like a camera inside and they have the actor strapped into something that is actually doing flipping like is actually flipping them over it was pretty amazing actually to see how they were able uh, to to get that actor specifically to do that and to actually do that stunt because obviously they weren't in a car being flipped over but they were definitely uh feeling some (laughs) they were they were feeling some g-forces and and you could definitely tell for sure by the way clemson pc thank you for that very very generous super chat man i i'm gonna highlight it once i get to it in the chat and uh give you your proper due man by highlighting on the screen once i get to it but thank you in advance for that man appreciate it See, Slicer says, who needs this new Batman film when we have the 66 Adam West movie? Certainly, Lee Merriweather is the superior Catwoman, too. Well, I see uh, that uh, I would say Tina probably definitely agrees with you there. Input latency over on Odyssey says, if Freya turns off cellular cellular data, then the iPhone shouldn't be bothering her with the, hey, you don't get cell service stuff, though I'm not an expert on this, so grain of salt and all that. Yeah, I think that she's kind of like, all right, I, maybe it's just a good night to not really you know, be on, on the phone or be on the internet that much. Um, so, <laughs> but thank you. I'll, I'll mention that. I'll mention that to her input latency. I appreciate it. All right, let us see. A Minnesota hockey fan who is a uh, member says, I am starting my spring break by watching The Two Towers. Boom. Nice, dude. Yeah, I, I finished the Extended Edition trilogy uh, a couple weeks ago, and, oh, man, it looks so beautiful. I was able to watch it on you know an actual 4K TV, um, and it just looked so fantastic. And, oh, that whole thing, too, by the way, still has nonsense. I think I've mentioned this previously, where uh, basically PayPal... Uh, because, you know, obviously with, with, when it comes to everything, you know, I try and make sure that, you know, anything that I, I make, you know, from the channel, you know, goes back into either directly into the channel's stuff. As far as giveaways, I've got tons of Blu-rays and 4Ks to do giveaways for. But then also, too, to like kind of help with the channel, I think being able to do actual legit 4K reviews with an actual legit 4K TV is a big thing. But in paying for the TV, I was charged twice. Um, and basically, from what I gather, it looks like the initial hold that they always do uh, on the purchase was never officially released by PayPal. And so because of that, when they did the final charge, when it shipped, it ended up taking out 
the money twice. And so I, I, you know, put in a, you know, put in a, hey, you need to look at this PayPal uh, thing. And they credited it back saying, okay, while we investigate, we'll credit this back. But if we find out that this is not really the case, then, you know, we'll obviously, you know, charge it back. But then what ended up happening was ended up getting the refund twice. And then after a little while, Costco, who I got it from, messaged me saying, hey, by the way, uh, we don't have the money anymore for the TV because apparently there was a chargeback. And I was like, I don't know what in the world's going on. I was like, you need to talk to PayPal because I already got something going on with PayPal. They're still investigating. You need to talk to them. And then they were like, no, 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 no. Like, you, we're not going to talk to them, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand. Like, this whole thing is is ridiculous. You need to talk to them. And eventually it came to the point where they actually lied. Costco actually lied. They actually told me, so, uh, well, well they, could, they, they, like, they won't contact us because, you know, uh, they they don't have they can't release your information etc. And then I send them a screenshot of the of the investigation basically that they're doing. I forget exactly what it's called on PayPal, but like I'm like I'm like here it says right here like contacted seller. It's like this this shows clearly that you just lie because it shows that they have contacted you. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I'm dealing with that as well. And uh, I don't know. I haven't heard from them since. Maybe they got called out in the lie and they're going to actually contact, you know, because here's the thing. I, I paid the money and I, I and I want them to, to have the money that they had. I, I got refunded twice. And obviously one of those needs to go back to them. But the other one that I got needs to remain with me because it's not right to be charged twice. It's ridiculous. Uh, Rob D says, what's your favorite and least favorite Batmobile? 66, 89, anime series, Tumblr, BVS, 2022. Oh man, um, if I had to say my favorite, I well, I kind of grew up with the '89 one, to be honest. So I really like the '89 one because of that, and uh, but the animated series one I also grew up with too. So um, my least favorite, ah oh, man, probably BBS, just because I I don't like really anything with that movie. That movie is just. It's just awful. <laughs> just I'm I'm not a Snyder fan. I feel like unless you're a Snyder fan, it's just not a film that is is enjoyable. Master of Gaming, what's going on? Physics Channel with Kenny Lee, what's going on? Hello. Oh, anything new? Oh, well, go back to the beginning if you want to if you want to hear about something that might be seen as new. Let's see. Slicer says uh, it's such a a weird thing that I refuse to watch a two hour Disney trilogy film, but watching three plus hours of Mahler breaking down a piece of the movie is time well spent. Priorities are funny, yeah. Well, it's just like my wife, where she will say no to watching a two hour and twenty minute movie, but then will watch three episodes of an hour long show. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, how does this work? Uh, let's see, Master of Gaming tagged and said, I felt bad for Ryan. Uh, I wouldn't feel bad for him. He's he's pretty he's a pretty tough guy. I mean, he can he can handle any heat that's thrown his way. Um, and I think in the end, one could easily argue that that he's come out on top, especially when you got young Rippa coming out for him. I think it's easy to say that he's come out on top of the situation. Uh, let's see. Physics Channel Lee says, "What is your take on Morbius? I'm looking forward to it after seeing the preview. I'm not, man. I the the trailer for it. I I do think that the effects actually look pretty good compared to other effects that I've seen in other trailers. 
I, I think that they actually don't look terrible. They don't look as bad as some of the things I've seen. Now, is that going to hold up on the big screen? I honestly don't know. I doubt it. Typically, they don't. But I, yeah, I just don't like Jared Leto in leading positions and leading roles. The last movie I saw him in where I thought he did a good job was the Dallas Buyers Club. That's the last film that I saw him in where I'm like, yeah, this was pretty good. That was back in 2013. Anything where he's been a lead or he's been bigger than just like a supporting character, I just have not really liked all that much. So I'm not all that excited for Morbius, to be honest. I don't know if that film is going to make any money. Lucas says, if I remember correctly, Brandon announced something about mass mandates being lifted for the Iranian people. (laughs) That's true. He did talk about the Iranians a lot. I don't know why, but he talked about him nonetheless. <laughs> uh, let's see. Laura says, yeah, I hate long movies, but Batman didn't feel long. Yeah, I-, I like long movies when they actually are worthy of being long. You know, I look at a four hour film like the Snyder Cut and I think to myself, no, this is ridiculous. It- I-, I felt every minute of that movie. Uh, and then I look to a film like the Batman, which is almost three hours. And I'm like, nope. Don't really feel it. I look to a film like uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, which is almost three hours, and I'm like, nope, don't really feel it. Hateful Eight, almost three hours. Don't really feel it because they're great. They're solid movies. See, Rob D says, did you have the Little Caesars Batman pizza? I haven't. No Little Caesars by me, but Ryan did. He got a review up on his ch- on his live channel. He does. Oh, that's pretty awesome. No, I haven't gotten that one. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm limiting... Because of Lent, I'm, I'm limiting how much uh, meat I consume. Obviously, there's the the abstinence that we do from meat on Fridays in Lent, but I'm also adding on some extra stuff. So I'm not I'm trying to consume not I'm not trying to consume as much meat basically, and so I'm cutting down therefore on on, on pepperoni pizzas. That's why on Friday night tights I'm going to be having just the cheese pizza. Uh, Lance Mola, what's up, dude? He says, wrestling talk. Are you going to watch the AW pay-per-view live tomorrow night? Is there a single match you're looking forward to the most? I am going to watch it. I, pl- I plan on watching it live tomorrow. Uh, I've already got it. By the way, I-, I don't know what it is that they have against American audiences, but the fact that they're charging $50 for the pay-per-view is insane. I'm sorry. Like, I love AEW. I think their stuff is great. But $50 for a pay-per-view is extortion, especially when it's, if you have a VPN and you go to Fight TV, you get it for $20. So if you're in the international community, you get the event, the same event, for $20. But if you get it through Bleacher Report, meaning if you're an American audience member, you pay 50 That doesn't make any sense. That is wrong. That's extortion. So that ticks me off. But luckily, I do have a VPN. And so therefore, I can make it look like I'm from the UK. And then I can buy it for $20. And I did it before. And it actually streams just fine. Um, So shout out to Fight TV for having that. But as far as matches that I'm looking forward to, I would say the AEW Championship match should be pretty awesome. I I think that Adam Cole is going to give a really great performance. Um, And then I think the tag match is going to be crazy. So, yeah, there's a lot of matches to look forward to. They've got a really stacked card. Uh, again, I think it's worthy. I think it's worth twenty dollars. Which, keep in mind, you know, when the WWE was 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 you know rocking and rolling, they were charging people ten dollars a month and giving them access to pay per views that they had every single month. Um, 
and uh, and in addition to access to so many other stuff and they're asking for $50 a pop for their shows now granted their pay-per-views are only like what four or five times a year at AEW still $50 is insane man anyway for anyone that doesn't care about wrestling talk uh, master of gaming uh, I was going to see the Batman, but instead I saw Death on the Nile. The Batman is too long for me. Batman himself in Matt Reeves' version is a broken man that alone would have uh, would have interested me. I, w- I would still recommend it, man. I know that it's on the long side, but I would definitely still recommend. Give it a shot. You know, check it out. And, uh, you know, get your own thoughts in on it. Uh, especially, oh, man, Death on the Nile. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry that you, I'm sorry that you watched Death on the Nile. I really am. <laughs> Uh, let's see, Physics Channel K Lee tag to say X Wing series is good. Yeah, uh, I I remember I listened to the original audiobook for it, and it was an abridged version, and the voice actor was trash. His uh his uh, Admiral Akbar was like this. Didn't make any sense. It was terrible. So I'm very excited to one listen to it with an actual legit talented voice actor like Mark Thompson who does a great uh who does a great impression and I'm also just excited to, to dive into the rest of the series as well so uh super anime gamer hey what is up my dude what's up bro how's it going uh let's see Bruce had to say I was by used when book buying if there are any available used yeah I did go to my uh used bookstore to see if I could find them. And unfortunately they didn't have as many uh, options as I wanted them. Let's see. Laura says a lot of women who have reviewed Batman have mentioned how sexy it was. Oh my. Yeah. I, I don't quite get that. I really don't. I mean, I, I there are moments obviously of, of, you know, <laughs> there's obviously some, some, you know, sexual tension in the movie, but I don't think it's so overbearing where it's like, to call the actual movie itself that. That's ridiculous. All right. Rob D. Tag to say, you should have grabbed yourself a grape soda to go with the purple. Ah, yes. Very true. Let's see. JKD Buck 76 says, Odin, the introduction of the Batmobile and the chase scene caused uh, caused my adrenaline to spike. Yeah, dude. I, I don't blame your adrenaline at all for spiking, man. I don't, I don't blame your body at all for having that kind of reaction because it was done very, very well. It was done incredibly well. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Let's see. Daniel T says, I'm in NYC. Ah, of course. God, that's just... Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's just awful, man. I'm sorry. I am so sorry that you're dealing with that NYC stuff. But I thought they were lifting a lot of their stuff. I guess not. That's ridiculous, though. All right, Clemson, thank you for the massive $50 super chat, man. Dude. That's awesome. Thank you, man. Really do appreciate it. Uh, he says, do you have an upcoming TV or movie title that you're looking forward to the most? Much love to you and the family. Well, thank you, Clemson, for uh, for the shout-out of love. I really do appreciate it. Shout-out of love to you as well, man. Uh, yeah, my most anticipated film is still and has been for a long time. <laughs> Just been so long. It's been so long, Clemson. It's been so long that I've been waiting for this movie. Uh, it's still Top Gun 2. It's still Top Gun Maverick. I just, the trailer gets me hyped every time I see it. I can't wait to see that thing in IMAX. I I want to go into the danger zone. I want to experience those cameras inside those real fighter jets with those actors 
really in those fighter jets. I know they're not actually flying them, but still, I I just I'm so excited for it. It's such such a cool use of that technology. It's awesome that you know for all the faults that that Tom Cruise has, and he has a lot, as I know Tina is going to mention to every single person in the chat, because that is exactly what needs to be done. She is the reality check. I I am the one who gives like the the hope the the hopeless romantic of, of all things, and she's the one that says, "Let's talk about reality. Let's talk about who the real Tom Cruise is, Tom Mayapur or Mayapur, whatever his real name is." Um, but I I have to say I'm very thankful that he is a part of the movie because he's the one that was able to convince these actors to actually get in those fighter jets and do and do those stunts and actually experience those. Um, experience those g-forces and trust me i know that there is definitely reason uh, for people to have some skepticism i know that a lot of people are still upset because of the, the removal of the taiwan patch and i think that's a valid criticism for sure but that's not really enough for me unless they're gonna go ahead and go on a full praising of china <laughs> narrative uh, for me to to not be excited for the film all right let's see uh, thank you again clemson i appreciate it uh, Tina says, but was the penguin wearing his seatbelt during the insane chase scene? If not, that's terrible. He was. He was. He was a responsible thug driving the car. <laughs> uh, let's see. Laura says, Julie uh, Newmar was my favorite old school Catwoman. Nice. Yeah, I don't know as much about the old school. I didn't grow up with the 60s Batman. I've seen a couple episodes, but that that's about it for me. That's about it for me. Seriously, <laughs> Rob D, yeah. Odin's financial fiasco blog. It's not that I'm trying to. I'm, tr- I'm trying to do the right thing. <laughs> the other thing, too, at the Verizon store, you know, when we first were there, was, you know, she gave us the phone and said, okay, do you have any questions? I was like, no. Except for the one, you know, major one, which is, hey, you just gave us this package. What are we supposed to do with it? Um, and then afterwards, when I checked my phone and I checked my my bill, I was like, okay, so next month's about 100. Like, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, I assume that this is just like the taxes and the, like, uh, you know, the activation fee or whatever. But I was so confused still because she didn't tell us. Like, normally they're very good about, hey, by the way, on your next bill, you know, you'll be paying for X, Y, or Z. Um, because unless they say that, you're, it's you, I'm, I'm used to on the day you get the device, you, you pay the tax on it at the very least, right? You, you at least put like a town payment on it. But it was, yeah, it was so, it was so weird, so bizarre. But yeah, the woman, not a very good worker. Uh, I definitely, I, I personally want to report. Uh, Lucas says, oh no, Snyder fans will go now, will now go after Odin. Oh, Snyder, Snyder fans have gone after me before, dude. I've, I have never kept my emotions about any of, of the Snyderverse stuff uh, secret. So they've, they've gone after me. And it's always fun to watch. <laughs> it's always fun to watch and experience. All right, Minnesota hockey fan. Who was member says, my sister and I inherited my grandma's plasma TV. Still works pretty well. Still seeing that it's a 2011 Samsung. Dude, I will tell you, man, do not ever let go of that. Do not ever let go of that plasma. Anyone I've ever talked to has always said how amazing the plasma technology was. And my, my assumption is that it just wasn't cost effective. 
because I have also heard just how heavy plasma TVs are just because of the technology. But yeah, I mean, even John Flickinger, right, who I do my uh, podcast with for, for Patreon subscribe star peeps, he still has his plasma TV. That was like the, the main TV he used for a long time before he upgraded to his first 4K TV. And he still has it because it's only 1080p, but it does incredibly sharp images. So yeah, don't ever let go of that, man. Because you, you got yourself one of the best TVs that was ever made. And it's crazy to think that that technology, which, again, provides such a great crisp image, is just something that doesn't exist anymore. You can't get it. At least not to my knowledge. Uh, Bruce says, I liked I liked Leto's Joker. Of course you did. Of course you did. You're, you're, you're a Snyder fanboy, aren't you, Bruce? Aren't you, Bruce? Why'd you say that name? Uh, Joshua Stranger, what's going on, man? How's it going? Slicer Neon says, Thoughts and prayers to the people of the planet of Uranus. Uh, may the hearts and minds of the Uranian people <laughs> never be broken by the Russian invasion. <laughs> and yes, I said Uranus. Because that's how my middle school science teacher said it. And it, was always, it always made me laugh. Because I was like, I know what you're trying not to say. And he also happened to be a religious brother as well. So it made it even funnier because it's like, yeah, you really don't want to be saying what, we, what we're all saying in our, in our heads about that pronunciation. Uh, let's see. Super says, question for you and anyone else who's seen into the chat. Do you think the Batman is an okay movie to bring kids to? No, Super, no. Do not bring kids. Do not bring your kids to it. It might be PG-13, but it... it and, and some people were going after me for the way I worded this, but it is, it's, a, it's a hard PG-13. You know how you always hear about, you know, a hard R film? This is a hard PG-13. They, they push that 13, they push that PG-13 li- uh, rating to the limit. I do not think, I do not think at all that it would be, it, it, I don't think it would be good for kids. I liked it a lot, right? So, I, again, I gave it a B plus. I thought it was enjoyable. I thought it was fun. Um, however, I definitely also understand it's a three-hour movie, which means that there's going to be people that like it. There's going to be people that hate it. That's just the nature of the beast. Also, of course, it's a Batman film, and it does take some liberties. It, it does adapt the story, and there are people that are very rigorous to say, no, I, I need it to be the the canonical you know, background and, and uh, the canonical story that I'm used to. I, I don't want any background changing in any, in, in any way or any origin story being adapted or changed even slightly. And so you, if that's the kind of person you are, this film might not be for you either because there are some, again, there are some... Uh, there are some liberties taken in that department. But for me, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. So take that for what it's worth. Ba-da-ba-ba-da. I only bowed to God. I always love that name because it's so true. Always got to always bow to God. Uh, Hardwick, see you in the chat. What's going on, brother? How is it going? All righty. Let us see. Sherry Allen, what's going on, Sherry? Appreciate it, man. Clemson PC. Amen to you, brother. And again, thank you for that super chat. I appreciate it. Uh, Laura says, name that tune. Bom, bom. Bom, bom. Are you talking about the score for the Batman? <laughs> We were only doing it a thousand times last night. Remember Sci-Fi, I went into the store today and an old lady wasn't wearing a mask since we no longer have to. But I saw a lot of people in their 20s still wearing them. Make uh, make it make sense. It's not going to make sense. 
or it's, it's going to make sense, but it's going to make you really sad. And it's that the younger generation has just been so hypnotized by this, has been so brainwashed by this, that they honestly still feel that need. And, and this is something I, I'm seeing it in my own school with, with, with teenagers. I, I'm seeing it with people that I'm very close, close to, you know, healthy people in their 20s and 30s as well. And so, yeah, and it's just because I think they've, they've become so, they've become so acclimated to it. I've talked to people where we were outside and they were still wearing a mask. And I said, you realize that we're outside and, and you don't have to wear the mask anymore. And they're like, oh, I forgot I was wearing it. And I'm just like, I could never forget that. I, I could never have a mask on and not know that I'm wearing a mask because I hated it that much. I remember when the first year was going on and we were back in the class or it was like going into the second year and we were back in the classroom. And, and one of the things was all students teachers had to wear one. And it was a terrible. It was one of the worst teaching years of my life. Because it was so much harder to convey emotion to those kids. It was so much harder for me to read the emotions from those kids. And then also, too, whenever they would try and do whispers of any kind, impossible to tell where it came from when, when they're wearing a mask. So, but it, again, still, to this day, I'm seeing teenagers wearing them when they don't have to. And young people doing it. And all I can think of is that they have just been you know brainwashed by... By media, whatever media it is that they're consuming, by their friends, and I think that was it Robert, Doctor Robert Malone. I think said it best. You know, there is this mass formation psychosis going on, and I think that I think that there needs to be some research done into that because I really do think that there is, there was a there is and was a severe psychological event that is still impacting so many people, and it's sad. It really is so sad because there are so many people that could just be living their regular everyday life and not have to be doing any of these nonsensical measures. And many of them, if you even try to broach the subject with them, they freak out. They don't want to, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to have the conversation. Because it's basically you trying to, to, to pop their entire worldview. And, and I don't hate them. I'm, I, I feel sorry for them. You know? Because it's not that they are, you know, randomly buying into baloney. It's, I honestly believe that they have been so manipulated that they don't even know what's going on anymore. And honestly, I think it, it might even be just beyond their control. Like un, until their worldview actually gets busted open or until they actively pursue to discover what's going on and, and to figure it out on their own for themselves, I, I don't think that they're going to be able to, to break out of it. I don't think they're going to be able to enter into reality. And I can't help but not feel sorry for those people. You know? It's one thing if you're one of the persons at the top, you know, if we're talking about the politicians, the media, no, they're evil. Many of them are just pure evil because they're the ones that knew truth, knew alternative information, and instead chose fear. But the people who are convinced by it, I can't help but feel sorry for them. 
The R says, I have a plasma over on Odyssey, he says. And it's great for sports, but I I have to have my 4K and HDR. Yeah, absolutely, man. As I said, that, that technology was so cool. It would have been really awesome to see them continue to develop it. Uh, the R says, such an irony. Teens still wearing masks while bashing Republicans for being oppressive. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that whole thing. Yeah. I mean, if they're that kind of a person as well, you know, if there if there's someone that is going in into anything else in addition to that, then at that point I start to feel a little less bad for them. But there are a lot that are just they're just lost. And that it's just they either don't know any better or they they've just been so confused that they just can't. Uh Lucas says Tom Cruise may be in many good movies, but he is completely crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. No doubt about it. He's definitely not a great person either. <laughs> Uh, Bruce says, oh man, we'd like to talk. We'd like to talk to you. Really? (laughs) As you throw those pineapples in my face. (laughs) This is great. Andrew Oil. Hold me closer, tiny map before. Oh, I think Tina, Tina, if if she didn't see that the first time, she's going to love that. Uh, Mr. Peabody, what's going on, brother? How is it going in Australia? I hope I hope things are better over there, man. Uh, let's see. If ever sci-fi, I generally like Tom Cruise movies. He's done some good sci-fi in the last 10 years, like Oblivion and Live, Die, Repeat. He was also willing to appear in Tropic Thunder. It was funny. Dude, he was hilarious in Tropic Thunder. Thank you for reminding me of that great performance. And yeah, Oblivion is, I think, a very underrated sci-fi film. I believe it came out also in 2013, I think. And I also would agree about Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. Great film. Such an underrated film as well. All right. Let's see. JKDBuck76, who is a member, says, The Penguin looked exactly like our former VP of manufacturing. I saw Penguin on the screen and was like, Mike, is that you? <laughs> he came I will say uh Colin Farrell he gave such a great performance as Penguin that was by far as much as you all know as much as I love Paul freaking Dano you all know I have to call him Paul freaking Dano because that's how great he is the best performance in that film was by far Colin Farrell as Penguin it was so fantastic I mean it's like he became a completely different person. And I love that his character and, and the voice that he chose was so inspired by a Scorsese, uh, New York based <laughs> crime film. Like that's totally the vibe that we were getting the entire time. And I just loved, I was like, come on, get out of here. It was, I loved it. I thought he did such a great job with it. <laughs> If anyone deserves any type of Oscar nomination, like, you know, if they still mattered, it would actually be for that one for a supporting role. That that was so great. I hope to see him in the nominations for next year's Raven Awards. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, Superfan Adam Shawhan, what's going on, brother? Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, let's see, Forever Sci-Fi says, the biggest problem with the older plasmas was screen burn. Ah, okay. So similar issues that were going, that that is still something that plagues the OLED TVs. It is interesting how that works. Uh, let's see, Peabody says, 
Is the Batman movie any good? I, as I mentioned earlier, I, th- I think it is. I gave it a B plus. That being said, I know you hated Joker, and I loved it. So <laughs> I can take take that for what it's worth. Oh. <laughs> All righty. So remember, if you have a comment or question that you want read aloud, please put at Odin at the very beginning of the comment. At Odin is all I ask on whatever platform, at whatever platform you are on. Uh, And I will highlight it and read it. And the uh, only exception to that is if you're a member on YouTube, as that is a part of the perks of being a member. Uh, Let's see. Sherry Allen says that she is good. And thank you. Well, thank you for checking in. I appreciate it. Let's see. Andrew Hoyle, who's a member, says, why are kids in their 20s still wearing masks? Indoctrination. Exactly. Exactly. They've just been so convinced. And it, it's it becomes that much more difficult, especially when they're closest friends. I mean, think about it. Think about your best friend. Think about if your best friend told you something. You're a lot more likely to believe it. You're, you're, you're a lot more likely to accept it. So then imagine that your entire group of friends all think and say the same thing and you trust them and you believe them and you love them. And you can see how that can be a difficult thing for some people. And then imagine that you're there for two, three years. That can be hard. That's a, that's again, a severe psychological event. You know, Dr. Robert Malone calls it mass formation psychosis. I think it actually would be better called a mass psychological event. Because I think there are some people where they're going to need therapy, to be perfectly honest, to, to get past some of this stuff, unless they, unless they get out of it on their own, which is not easy for everybody. Uh, let's see. Crisco says, I'm looking forward to turning right on Friday. Always love watching new Pixar films. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think Disney has just been dropping the ball on so many things, and the the thing that gets that gets me red with turning red, no pun intended, is how Disney came out and said, "Oh, by the way, we're not going to release this film in Russia in protest." And it's like, "Oh, that'll show them you're not going to release Turning Red, which is by the way available for free on Disney Plus." Like somehow none of the people in the country who actually care enough to watch go, you know, Turning Red that none of them have the capacity to have a VPN to get access. It's just so stupid, man. Tim Elf, what's up? How's it going, brother? Let's see. I only about a god to say, what's your favorite Christian movie? Mine's Passion of the Christ. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, my favorite Catholic film, uh, Christian film, Christian-inspired film, th- by far is Passion of the Christ. And even though it may not seem like a Christian-inspired film to all people, it's a Wonderful Life, I think, is so great. Uh, it just has such a great moral to its story. It's a film I have to watch every Christmas, and it's it's always fantastic. But yeah, Passion of the Christ for sure, man. Let's see. Hardwick said, For me, the new mayor is both the worst and wokest part of the Batman. Yeah, um, I wouldn't necessarily go as far to say... That they're the that she's the worst part of it. I think there's a lot of criticism of the character, but at the end of the day, at no point does she say, as Catwoman says, you know, these white privileged men. Actual line said by Catwoman. So, 
I don't know if I would go with saying it's the wokest part of the film. It's definitely not a good part. I, I definitely think it's a part that's a little bit too on the nose, especially for anyone paying attention. But, uh, yeah, that's my own thought. Lucas says, helps noticing that you are still wearing a mask when you have glasses. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They fog up so easily, you know? But it's it really is sad. Like, when I heard that from the person who said, um, oh, I didn't even realize I was still wearing it, I was just like, how? I, I just... Like, every day I wore one when I had to, it was torture for me. Every moment I had to take it off, I did. I, w- I would sip on so much water during class because it would allow me to take it off to, for a few seconds to have the ability to breathe clean, fresh air. It's crazy. Jacob Ironside tagged and said, Good evening. Good evening to you, good sir. Thank you for being here, man. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. Let's see. Brightburn says, This speculative piece of information will make happy. Denny Boyle was going to direct No Time to Die and thought killing off Bond was ridiculous, whereas Carrie Joji uh, Fukunaga, I can never pronounce it. I always have to, have to, always have to be so careful when pronouncing his last name. <laughs> Just gonna be honest. Carrie uh, wanted them to earn it. Man, yeah. I definitely say it definitely wants me to uh, pay some re- respect towards towards Denny Boyle, for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Mr. Peabody says, What hurt me is that Mama believed the government over me. I tried to tell her, but she shut me down. I love Mama, but that hurt. Ah, yeah, man. I could trust me. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's a lot that I, I would love to say, but obviously out of charity's sake, I won't, but there, let's just say there's, there's people very close to me as well. Multiple people very close to me where I got a very similar experience and it, it hurts, man. It really does because especially for you as someone who has knowledge and has, you know, experience in health field, you know, in healthcare field who actually understands everything. I remember the very beginning of, of the pandemic, how you were able just to break down exactly what it was, you know? And I remember like the, one of the first things that you went after, and this is, I think before anyone else was saying it publicly was when you were going after it saying, I hate when people are saying that people are dying of X, you know, dying of COVID because you were like, let's talk about what this actually is and let's talk about how this actually works. It's like, no, they're, they're, they're dying of pneumonia. They're dying of, of these things, right? Which are, again, because of the infection, uh, because of what's going on. So I know the kind of knowledge that you have. I, I know the experience that you have. And I had a very similar experience as well, just in you know, saying, hey, I've, I've done all this, you know, I've done a lot of research, I've, I've done a lot of reading, and these just things just it just logically don't make sense. But even when you just lay it out in front, it's, it's still sometimes not enough. And it can hurt. It really can. At first, I thought I heard uh, baby Thor crying. I was like, I shouldn't be able to hear him. <laughs> 
I shouldn't be able to hear him cry because he's in a room upstairs. So my wife's up there, uh, you know, just in case he wakes up. But he's such a good sleeper. I mean, we're so lucky. We're so lucky that he's a good sleeper. Um, But I thought I was hearing it. And then it turns out, like, nope, it's just River who's at my feet snoring. (laughs) She's got a little squeak snore going. It's really, really cute. Uh, Super Omicron. What's going on, man? Welcome back. Uh, Peabody said, all good here. It's the East Coast that is flooding. Dang, dude. Well, I hope everyone's okay. Uh, let's see. Harwick says, uh, in your opinion, did uh, Penguin surviving the car flipping without injury stretch suspension of disbelief? I not Apparently not, because I didn't really think about it until this moment. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's because as grounded in reality as the film is, it is also still very much a comic book inspired movie too. So I, I think that things like that, for instance, are able to make some sense. If that makes any sense, <laughs> meaning that I think that there was still enough, there was still enough fan, you know, there, there was still enough beyond reality situations i mean a vigilante going around doing detective work walking around cops i mean even that you have to suspend your disbelief with right so i I think that because there were already those elements there seeing that amazing sequence happen all i was like all i was seeing was oh man that was an amazing stunt and oh man that he was in and so actually i think the way they shot it made it more believable because of the fact that they actually show the actor inside, like they show that inside view. And again, I would love to find out how they did that shot because he is actually experiencing that, that gravity. Cause you can literally see the actor just being impacted by it. Um, and, and it was so cool to see it. So I think that actually made it more believable because of it, you know, I'm not spoiling anything. Soul assassin. Don't freak out. I'm not spoiling anything. Trust me, if if I'm gonna spoil anything, I I will I will definitely uh, you know mention it. But that is that is not a spoiler, man. It's like I don't see how that could be construed to be a spoiler. Uh, see, Bruce says, "Have you seen the Tiny Tom Cruise Family Guy episode?" It was awesome. I have not seen it. It sounds like it was. It sounds like it was written just for Tina, though. That's what it, that's what it definitely uh, sounds like. Okay, no Peabody, nope, he's awesome. If if this film doesn't convince you that he's a talented actor, I don't know what else will. The only other film that I would point anyone else to is the film In Bruges, which is fantastic and hilarious. All right, Bruce tagged to say, I bet we start to see Farrell doing more of those in heavy makeup. I, I kind of hope we don't, to be perfectly honest, because... I, I don't want him to become known as the guy that needs to be in a bunch of makeup <laughs> to, to, to be able to do a, you know, a good solid performance. Rob D says, do you think uncharted is going to die now? Box office wise with Batman being out. Don't like Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, but don't want the movie to flop either. No, I don't think it's going to fall off a cliff. It's definitely not getting the same attention that it was when it was, you know, the only name in the game, but it's still made, Let's see, it made $2 million on Friday. So that's actually in its third or fourth week of release. It's, it's, so yeah, 15 days of release. It's only a 50% drop. So for a weekend, 
with a major release like this taking away a lot of of views, yeah, I would say that that's a pretty that's a pretty strong hold. So I think that the film likely will will cross that. So it's at two hundred and thirty four million dollars worldwide at this point. It it only needs to get three hundred million to break even, uh, and I think it's well on its way to doing that. So I think the number to watch will be internationally to see how it does. Uh, but yeah, and and keep in mind as well that you know and I'm going to call out Sony here that Uncharted did get a a China release date. So Sony will be giving millions of dollars to the Chinese Communist Party with that film. As of, of course, the Batman will as well. So got to call out Warner Brothers there too. I love also a uh, random segue, but I love how I read comments sometimes on my box office videos. And there was one where I called out like two studios. And then the comment was, it, it's more than just Disney. And I'm like, bro, in my thumbnail... I know that it's a terrible thumbnail, but in my thumbnail, I literally had not just Disney, but also Warner Brothers. And I, I mentioned other studios, too. And I will always call out those studios. Uh, Dion, what's going on, brother? How's it going, man? Thank you for being here. Uh, let's see. Thanos Felicitas. I received the video, and thanks. Hey, great. Glad to hear it, man. Glad to hear it. Let us see. G-Man, thank you very much for the $5 super chat. I know it was sent 10 minutes ago or 11 minutes ago, but I wanted to make sure I was able to highlight it on the screen. So thank you very much, man. He says, the only Paul Dana movie I've ever seen is the one where he talks to a dead guy and turns him into a fart boat in the end. Any recommendations? Um, That's a pretty good... (laughs) So it's a weird one. But I actually, I actually do like that one. Yeah, he turns Daniel Radcliffe into a fart boat, and it's great. <laughs> oh, thank you for reminding me of that movie. Oh god, it's so ridiculous, and it's definitely not for it's definitely not for everyone. Um, and I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up <laughs> to to remind myself of that title, and also to pull up just his uh, filmography in general. Swiss Army Man. So, yeah, 2016, he did Swiss Army Man. I I, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, so, if that's the only film you've seen, I think The Batman, I think that's a pretty, I think it's a pretty good show of his work. Um, Love and Mercy, I think, back in 2015, is a solid one. Uh, so, he was in Love and Mercy, where he played Brian Wilson, uh, the, the past version of Brian Wilson. I thought he did a great job with it. He was also a, he was in a limited role in... Uh, 2013 in 12 Years a Slave, but he played a pretty great villain. I will say that much. Also in 2013, he he was a uh, he also played a villainous character in a great film, a Denis Villeneuve film. My favorite director, Tina Denis Villeneuve. Uh, a film called Prisoners from 2013. Highly recommend Prisoners. Highly, highly, highly recommend Prisoners. If you've not seen it yet, uh, he gives a great performance in it. It's a great movie to boot. Um, so I would say that's great. And then. Probably my favorite, though, other than Prisoners, is a film where he actually played the lead role. Uh, it's called Ruby Sparks. He's an author, and uh, he's an author where his character comes to life. And it's just a really great story of relationship, but also about free will and encroachment upon free will. And I actually really liked it a lot. So I would say Ruby Sparks is probably my favorite of his. But, I mean, 
he was back. I don't know if anyone's ever seen the Emperor's Club, but if you want to see him as a young kid back in 2002, he's in that as like a supporting character. All right. But thank you for that super chat. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Peabody says, I hate Joker because I saw it from a different perspective, not putting you down. We all approach things differently. Oh, no, no, for sure. For sure. I was, I was, I was saying that as, as more of a, <laughs> as more of a, Hey, you didn't like, you didn't like the same movie. It's all good, man. But yeah, I mean, it's the same reason why I know that there's going to be people that are not going to like the Batman, you know, different strokes for different folks. As they say. Alrighty. Let us Good night to you. Waiting for the Orville. Appreciate you being here. Minnesota Minnesota hockey fan. How about a hockey player? Says, I work as a bust as a bus aide and wearing a mask while sitting in a hot bus was murder. Oh, that sounds awful, man. Yeah. Oof, I yeah, I've, I've had experience. I did summer camp for a long time, so I have some experience doing uh, those those buses middle of the summer. Uh, we luckily <laughs> had only a few years where we didn't have the air, air conditioning going on. Most of the years I was working summer camp were the years where we had the buses that had AC. But there were definitely times when we would get them. You know, one of the buses, the AC would be broken and it would be awful. So uh, yeah. I would, uh, oh, that, and having a mask on, oof, no thank you. No thank you. Uh, Luca, let's see, says, my favorite Christian movie, Lord of the Rings. Oh, good shout. Good shout. Definitely is a Christian story. I don't know if they were able to translate as much of the Christian imagery into the films. They definitely didn't strip it away like Ava DuVernay did in A Wrinkle in Time where she literally stripped away anything and any reference and any sense of God or the divine, you know, and, and made a terrible movie because of it to boot. But Lord of the Rings, it definitely didn't strip away the Christian elements, but it definitely, I don't think promoted them either. The only time that I really looked to that film to use, especially for, for its Christian tones is whenever I use I use actually whenever I do the sacrament of reconciliation I always show the clip from Lord of the Rings Return of the King the very beginning when it gives you the origin story for for Smeagol for Gollum because it's such a great visible representation of the effect of sin on the human soul it's like if you want to see why sin is such a serious thing and what sin does to the human person, look at Gollum's transformation. That's the soul. That's what sin does to the soul. I always love using that. But other than that, I don't really find it as, as the movies, the books, obviously. Books, obviously, much more. But Harvey says, Catwoman's white privilege line is a throwaway line I can ignore. Mayor comes across like a hand-fisted Obama hope and change metaphor and was annoying every second she was on on screen and we're just gonna have to disagree on this one i the yeah catwoman's it was a throwaway line but it was a throwaway line that came out of nowhere and took me out of the movie whereas the hope and change character fit within the universe that was being set and even though i didn't like the character didn't take me out of the film so i would disagree with you uh lucas says as tolkien said that lord of the rings is deeply religious and catholic work well, I mean, he himself was deeply religious and Catholic. Old school Catholic, by the way. Pre-Vatican II Catholic. 
back when the church was Catholic. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, Bruce <laughs> says, uh, the State of the Union, uh, after the State of the Union, I had an appointment at a nearby VA clinic, not the main hospital. I went in without my mask. They said we still had to wear them there. Can, uh, could be for some time. Dude, Bruce, that is so infuriating. I would have like immediately said, excuse me, are you telling me that the president and all of these evil people in Washington aren't going to wear a mask, but veterans who have served our country are going to have to wear a mask? Please, please, please stop. That's ridiculous, man. I'm sorry that they had to go through that. And I ha- we'll have to go through that for a while, man. That's rough. See, I only about to God. I say, what's some Christian books you recommend? Oh, see, I for Christian books, I do. I am much more into nonfiction than fiction. Uh, I have not done really any reading of Christian nonfiction, like actual Christian nonfiction. Uh, I think Lord of the Rings, obviously, is a great example. Hobbit, great example. Uh, you know, all of Tolkien's work. You can obviously go the route uh, of C.S. Lewis as well. I think C.S. Lewis was also another brilliant writer. Um, but I personally like the work of it's it's a history of the development of the mass and 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 the reformation by michael davies recommend he has a trilogy and i'm only in the first book but three-fourths through that book uh it's just so great uh so anything by michael davies i'd recommend he's a great writer uh sahil says the number of people who are willing to throw their freedom away for the false sense of security is scary no lots of people who rallied uh who rallied on the Australian government who imprisoned Novak. Oh man. Yeah, it really is. I, I thought for sure. I, I was so confident that what, what was going on with Novak Djokovic during the Australian open, I thought, Oh, if anything is going to open up anybody, if anything is going to open anyone's eyes, it's going to be this. And, and sadly it didn't, you know, even people that I, I knew would have been aware of the situation. I'm like, Hey, did you hear about this? Isn't that crazy? And, and, and the, they are still, again, as I said, if you want to call it mass formation psychosis, if you want to, like me, I think just a mass psychological event, it has, it has, dug, its, it has dug its claws so deep into the minds and souls and, and, and emotional states of, of, of people that even something like that, like someone being denied entry into a country to compete in an open court, an open-aired court, not being within six feet of anybody, is insane. And if that is not even enough to wake people up, that, I think, is the proof. That's the bare minimum proof anyone should need to know that this is a psychological issue. This is not an issue of reason. This is not an issue of, of making your point, of, of coming up with good, good and strong arguments. This is about trying to break through a, a massive psychological block. And that can be hard to do. Uh, Bruce says, I meant and could be for some time. Yeah, I figured. I figured as much. Thank you. Appreciate. Appreciate the clarification, good sir. And thank you for your service. All right. 
Let's see. <laughs> Tina says, I love the tiny Tom Cruise episode of Family Guy. He's so creepy. <laughs> Again, it, it's like it's, it, was, it sounds like it was made for Tina. <laughs> General Wingster uh, says, spoiler warning, Odin Harvey Dent dies in the Dark Knight. No! How dare you? To be honest, I thought they were going to bring him back. I, I thought because of the way he fell and everything, I thought, oh, they could totally make it so that uh, Harvey, because to me, one of my one of my issues plot wise with the Dark Knight is the Two Face character, because it's introduced and I feel like it's rushed, and the fact that he dies so quickly after being introduced, it's like I feel like the character the the character of Two Face wasn't really given a lot of area to, to breathe, you know, wasn't given a lot of, a lot of time to, to grow and develop. So I was hoping that in the next film that they'd be like, he actually survived, you know, I thought that would, that would have been a good thing, but obviously the death of, of Heath Ledger, you know, changed up everything that they had planned. Plus I, I doubt that that was ever planned in the first place. Uh, Lucas says, I went to a dentist there in Austria a few days ago, masks on, not while the dentist was working. Shoes off and slippers on. It's still crazy here. Damn, dude. Yeah, I, I know that there is a... Maybe you even know of him. Uh, there's a traditional Catholic in Austria. I know that he's been a big part of some of the, the protests there as well. Uh, Alexander uh, Chu... 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 Oh, I can't pronounce his last name. Chu... Chu... I think is... I, again, I can't pronounce his last name. He's the guy, though, who... Uh, I know that Luca, you know, brother brother in the faith... He was the one that stole the Pachamama idols and threw them into the Tiber River. So that guy. Um, I know that he has done a lot of coverage of that, and it just it looks so insane there, man. Uh, Nathan Slay says, Sorry to be late. Odin didn't know there was a stream tonight. I just want to say I wasn't a fan of Mahalan Drive. <laughs> well, hey, I, you know, knowing who the director of the film is, I am not surprised. No, I'm kidding. I, I know that some people like him and some people don't. Um, but yeah, it, hey, I was late. I was late. And as I always say, there's always going to be a stream unless I say otherwise. And that's why I just want to remind everybody, since we have about 10 minutes left, I'm going to try and try and still make it 90, minute, uh, 90 minutes. So about another 10 more minutes will go uh, before shutting things down. There will not be a Saturday stream next weekend. Again, there will not be a Saturday stream next weekend uh, because I will be on the road to Philly uh, because my little brother getting married the last the last one of the family the last one to get married so so i'll be on the road and up there hanging out with family so no show next saturday no show next saturday let us see hardwick uh, G- uh, Giacchino the new compo- is the new composer for Batman and Spider-Man, both of which Danny Elfman composed for years. However, Sam Raimi replaced Giacchino with Elfman as the new Doctor Strange composer. Interesting. Brightburn says, I have to wonder if the new Batman makes Bales look like a joke because at the end of Begins, Rachel says, your real face is the one criminals now fear. The Batman just looks scarier. Yeah. Absolutely. I definitely, and that's why going back to that comment, you know, the question that I think it was super who asked saying is, do you think that kids, kids would like it? It's like, no, I don't think it would be a good for kids. I think, I think it's going to scare if anyone brings their kids, it's going to scare them. 
Uh, I only bow to God. I hope they bring Mr. Freeze in the sequel. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I do too. I do too. And I kind of want them to recast. Uh, I, th- I know that he's, I know he's a terrible person, especially his comments about, you know, screw your freedoms. But I kind of want him. I kind of want Arnold to be recast as Mr. Freeze to give him another shot. I just, I love Batman and Robin because of how terrible it is. It's so bad. It's so bad, but it's just so funny because of how bad it is. Um, But (laughs) yeah, I totally, I get it, man. I get it. All right. Thank you all to my my people on Odyssey that are still hanging out. They're having some conversations with each other. Uh, By the way, shout out to Tina. I forgot one of my, one of, not necessarily his best role, but he is in one of the best scenes in cinematic history with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis in um, There Will Be Blood. And it is a phenomenal scene, and he gives a great performance in that scene. But yes, the best line, I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. (laughs) I am the third revelation. Oh, it's such a great scene. If you've not seen that scene, just look up I Am the Third Revelation or I Drink Your Milkshake on YouTube. I'd recommend watching the entire film, but Jake Bucks 76 says, which is better, George Clooney's Batman or Val Kilmer? Oh, easily. Are you, that's Jake Buck. Come on, dude. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is such a better Batman. He at least tries. He at least tries in that movie. I know that not everyone may, you know, have the same nostalgic feelings that I have for Batman Forever. I actually love that movie as well because it's not as bad as Batman and Robin. It's not great either. It's not as bad as Batman and Robin. To me, I think it's a it's a nice mixture of corny. I, I like the performance that you have uh, of the Riddler in that film. I think Jim Carrey does a great Riddler. I think that uh, <laughs> what's his name does a terrible Two-Face. Doesn't matter. I think there's so much fun to be had in that movie. There's so much fun to be had in that movie. And the score of that film is fantastic. But Val Kilmer is definitely one of the stronger parts of that movie. I think that most of us can agree he's one of the stronger parts and not one of the weaker parts. There's a lot of weak parts of that film. I don't think he's one of them. But come on, dude. George Clooney plays George Clooney in that movie. Val Kilmer at least does a Batman voice. (laughs) He at least tries. Oh, man. (laughs) uh slicer says i first saw uh paul freaking dano i see what you did there on war and peace while it was on hulu yeah i saw that he was in a i saw that he was in something called war and peace so it might be something i need to check out uh tina then says but you don't mention there will be blood i know and that's why i gave you a shout that's why i gave you a shout tina (laughs) because it slipped my mind my brain is overloaded tonight because of all of the nonsense that led to me being late. Uh, Laura, I agree. Yes. I, I, I love Phone Booth, I think, is a very underrated film. Absolutely. Yeah. Colin Farrell, great job in that movie. I mean, it's really all on him. That, that, that performance, it's all on him. And I think he does a great job with it. I really do. Uh, Daniel T. over on Odyssey says, The Bane in Batman and Robin was more realistic than the Dark Knight Rises one. <laughs> I, I, let's say that they're on equal footing. Let's say that they're on equal footing. <laughs> and then the R says, my sarcasm button is broken. Surely you jest about Bane. I I, I actually would say that um, I think that they're both flawed in their own ways. Because, I mean, on the one hand, you've got, yeah! 
Why would a person shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane? And on the other hand, you've got burn. Don't get me wrong. Burn is worse. On paper is worse. Bane in the Dark Knight Rises is not that great either, though. It's it's great for the memes. It's it's great for the jokes and the impersonations, but that's about it. By the way, one, one, one of my pups is squeaking again. It's so cute. It's so cute. Uh, let's see. Rob D. Tag to say, what would honestly scare me the most is if they bring Batman 66 created villains in for a Batman sequel. King Tut mummifying people. Egghead having acid eggs melting people. Oh, yeah, for sure. And this was something that was being mentioned in the chat, I think, last night. But I, you all know, I've been saying this for a long time. Long time viewers, you'll know this is not the first time that I've said this. But there was talk about how there's going to be an HBO, at least one or two HBO Max series that are based on this uh, universe of the Batman. I would love to see Clayface. It's got to be done right. And I said this before and I'll say it again. If they do Clayface and they get the they get the the they get a solid writer, they get the right director and they get the same crew that did the practical effects for Swamp Thing, oh, I would be sold on that. I would watch that immediately. I I don't know why Clayface is such an interesting character to me. I think it's just because it's always left such a mark on me since I watched it on the animated series when I was growing up as a kid because that was my first introduction to the character. Really, my only knowledge of the character is from the animated series. And I just... I just love the the concept of the character and the the way in which it was done. But man, oh man, I would love to see a Clayface show. But you have to do it right. And one of the first things that they would have to do is that they would have to have the same team that did the practical effects for Swamp Thing. Because man, the Swamp Thing makeup and the Swamp Thing effects, because there were some there's some CGI stuff there, but the main suit, like, was an actual suit. And it looks, oh, it looks so great. And that's a show that just should not have ended how it did. I was so sad when that show got canceled. Uh, Daniel T over on Odyssey says, any tips on how to stick it to the big three, Sony, Disney, Warner Brothers for the hypocrite, uh, for their hypocrisies and censorships? I mean, to be honest, there isn't a whole lot we can do. Um, There are some things we can do. Um, But, you know, we can obviously be very careful in the films that we watch and the films that we buy. But ultimately, unless we get a lot of people to do the same thing, it's it's kind of hard to do. It's really kind of hard to, you know, it's really kind of hard to to have an impact that's actually going to hit them where it hurts. You, you would need the entire fandom, essentially. And you would really need movie-going audiences in general to finally be like, all right, we got to call this out all right just a few more minutes here uh i only about a god 100 agree on Gollum, brother amen for sure uh let's see joshua stranger says never thought about smeagol Gollum transition in that way love it yeah dude it, it's so powerful man it really is and that's why i love using it uh to describe the effects of sin uh mr roy you have a good night good sir thanks for hanging out uh only about a god said i love tolkien i love how he brought c.s lewis to christ amen for sure uh, Cat and Philly, what's going on? Welcome, welcome. 
Uh, let's see. Bruce says in reference to uh, the mask at the VA, uh, I did say something to that effect before I put my mask on. Yeah. And I think that good on you, man. Good on you. Because it's it's correct to call out that hypocrisy. It's like, wait a minute. You're telling me that the people who send others to war don't have to wear masks, but people who did go to war, who did serve their country, who have been treated like garbage for years and years without getting the attention that they, they, that they should be getting, oh, they have to wear a mask. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. Wookie Fever, what's going on, man? Uh, let's see. Philly to Hobbit Allen over on DLive. Thank you for the ice cream donation. appreciate it. Uh, Visit Womack uh, about uh, the Novak Djokovic part says part of the lack of response was that the mainstream media didn't really report on it. What a shocker. Yeah. But even when it did, I mean, uh, even the people in the media and the people who saw it, it was ridiculous. Peabody says, I don't like organized religion. Do I believe in higher power? Yes. I, uh, do I know there is another place? Yes. Do I like being, uh, do I like it being limited? No. And again, I understand, you know, a lot of people in the audience from different faiths, from different perspectives, but at the at the end of the day, we have to ultimately ask the questions as far as okay, well what do we believe? Why do we believe it? And we have to be able to have not just cuz really faith is two things. And I feel that there are certain denominations that only focus on one and there's other denominations that only focus on the other, but you have to have both. Relationship with Christ is number one, but you have to have reason. There has to be a reasonable explanation. There has to be a logical explanation as well. You have to have a, a, a synthesis of the mind and heart in faith, because if you only have one, you only have half the puzzle. Anyway. Lucas says, not to go deep theological uh, waters, but I am deeply troubled to the synodal process. More prayer, penance, and sound theology are necessary, and of course, a return to tradition. Amen, Luca. Yes, I, I'm, I am just as concerned. And my own pastor's concerned. He's dedicated his entire series of homilies the last couple of weeks, and I think there's like two or three more weeks, to literally confirming church teaching. Because that uh, at the listening session for the parish, that was one of the concerns brought up was, what impact is this going to have? Forever Sci-Fi, Two-Face wasn't going to survive long with that exposed flesh. That's true, Forever Sci-Fi, but it's a movie. Uh, what's your favorite superhero film of all time, says the Master of Gaming? Uh, I do, again, I do have an issue now and then, but I do I do love The Dark Knight. I really do. Batman Begins always gets better the more I think about it. It's like a fine wine, I feel. Uh, but those are the ones that, that kind of come to mind. All right, I do need to start wrapping things up, though. Uh, so I might skip some comments here. I have an eye appointment in a few months. I have CP and had surgery last year to help my vision of my right eye. Please keep me in your prayers. Everything stays okay. God Almighty be with you. Hey, God bless you, man. And absolutely, absolutely will keep you in my prayers. Uh, let's see. Cat in Philly says, which parish is your bro getting married from? Um, so, oh, that's right, because you, you're in Philly. Well, I won't go into too much information just because of, you know, family Try to keep certain things uh, private, um, but he is not getting married in a parish, is what I will say. So prayers, but uh, Evidence Saint Benedict's brother, what's going on, Evidence? Thanks for being here, Meatball. What's up? How's it going? 
Let's see. Hardwick. For me, it's the first three-fourths of the Batman worked. The best last fourth went a bit too uh, saccharine for me. Yeah, I understand that. I, I liked it all the way through, but I definitely think that the last fourth is definitely not as strong. Patrick Stewart should have been Mr. Freeze. He was born for that role, but it would have been weird with him playing Professor X forever sci-fi. Hey, it's a good shout. Yeah. Definitely back in the day. I don't think he would be, I don't think he would anymore. Rowdy says, do you think Christy, uh, Christy, uh, Christy Brinkley is going to drive up alongside you in her red Ferrari when you're on the road? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. Laura says, best use of the word seepage in movie history context ball. <laughs> All right, I need to skip some comments, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if if y'all had questions, but I do need to. I do need to hit uh, hit the road um, again. I'm, apologies for all these. Oh man, so many great questions. Sorry, um, but yeah, uh, please uh, do keep me uh, keep me uh, in your prayers uh, for the the trip up, but then also just family in general. Uh, Cat and Philly, I really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of things that I wish, uh, but yeah. Um, some things that are out of my control and some things that because of charity uh, need to, you know, go forward with, but let's just say we all know and, and trust, you know, we trust in God, we trust in, in God's providence. So uh, that's all I can really, again, say about it without going into too much detail with it. But thank you, Kat, for the, for the prayers. I really do appreciate it. Uh, the R says that Brinkley reference is from national lampoons vacation. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, it's it's a film I've seen. It's not a film that I, I know like the back of my hand. So, uh, but anyway, thank you all so, so very much. Uh, the R said, I give them my eyes way less than I used to, less money to and support Daily Wire, Gina and other independent companies. Yeah, I think that's definitely a great way to do it. But yeah, unless a, a massive movement does it together. And again, all it takes is that first to kind of get the ball rolling. Uh, unless you get it started you know, it's, it's something that will never, ever change. So I think that those that are taking those stands, kudos to you. And I think that we should, you know, try and find whatever way we can. I mentioned this on Friday Night Tights. You know, for instance, there, there are people that are boycotting Amazon because of Lord of the Rings. And I, I hey, more power to you. Um, but there also is the understanding that there is, again, certain conveniences with Amazon. Uh, and obviously different families, different relationships, you know, you obviously want to be very... You want to be very charitable with your relationships. You don't want to <laughs> endanger any of relationships as well by making, you know, your own decisions. Um, but if, if you're going to at least use it, uh, set up a smile.amazon account. I forgot someone in this chat actually recommended it. Cause I remember I was in this, like this, this moral fix where I was like, it's, I, I kind of need it though. When I do my giveaways and, and when I send stuff, right, it just, it really is. It's just such a practical thing to have for so many different reasons. And they were like, well, hey, just set up a small account. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And then ever since I have, it's been great um, because I have it set up to go to uh, Wounded Warrior uh, Project. So I, uh, I just just to know that even a little bit of the purchases that I make go to help uh, support charity. It, it just it, it just, again, brings a little bit more of, OK, at least there's some good stuff going on. But yeah, Amazon Smile, recommend that highly. For anyone that has been using Amazon, still uses Amazon, or feels like they need to still use Amazon, or wants to use it, that that could be a good way to be like, okay, <laughs> I'm, I am, I'm bringing a good out of this. But anyway, 
I do got to hit the road. Anyway, thank you all so much for being here this evening. It seriously does mean a lot. From the bottom of my heart, please smash that like button, light up that fire button. It really is uh, fantastic. Shout out to my my mods, my amazing Valkyrie. Shout out to to Laura, the modern major general of the channel. Uh, to, of course, Tina, Empress of the Universe. And to my general, uh, Steph, thank you again for being here too. Uh, it's all fantastic uh, that y'all are here. Anyway, you guys are all amazing, beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. See you all on Tuesday. So I'll have a show on Tuesday. I will be absent this week's Friday Night Tights because I'll be on the road. And I will be no show on next Saturday. So I'll see you all on Tuesday. Anyway, we'll be able to talk and break down the box office and see just how much money the Batman makes. Uh, Be on the lookout for a video tomorrow where I will do a full box office breakdown. We'll see how far along... uh, Uncharted is getting close to breaking even, and we'll also, of course, find out just how much money the Batman is going to make this weekend internationally as well, and what it likely will make in the future. So anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening, and as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout-out to all of my March Patreon subscribe star and Locals members. Starting off first with my Patreon members, animation commentator, Brandon, let's go Brandon, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father. Father Damien Cook, Fuzz Aldrin, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Hymir Ari Hymason, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle, 79, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Miss Martin Muses, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan, and of course, Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Also, a shout out to my Subscribe Star members, starting off with Trent Johnson, Matt317, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, Storm Tracker, The R, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan4, John B, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, the new number two, Jera, the beer guru, and ZK Man. And a final shout out to my locals members, Kara Tharp, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, and Robert Barnes. Thank you all so very much for being supporters, monthly supporters of the channel. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and every single video, please check out the pinned, uh, rather than the pinned, the, the, the very top link in the video description it is noted as the willow link there it'll bring you to uh, basically a link uh, tree of all the different places that you can support on Patreon, Subscribestar, or on Locals. And also there are other tiers that you can get access to as well, including an Army of Asgard level where you get not only the shout-out, but you also get access to a giveaways channel that I have on my Discord where you get uh, offers of giveaways, or rather you get access to giveaways of 4K titles, Blu-rays, uh, digital codes, all kinds of stuff, steelbooks. It's just, uh, I'm giving away stuff all the time over there, and it's a lot of fun as well. So go check that out if you're interested. There's also the Keeper of the Bifrost level, which is the higher level up than that, and you get all everything from the previous tiers. Plus, you get access to a once or twice a month podcast that I do with John the Flickpick Flickinger, where you get to ask us Q&A, right? You get to ask us questions, uh, any question that you like, uh, movie or non-movie related. We will answer them uh, once, maybe twice a month. Uh, we're trying to work on a second opportunity for us to, to have a show, but right now it's 
Bifrost at least once a month. So again, you get access with that with the Keep of the Bifrost level. And then there is the Chosen of Valhalla level, the very premium level where you get access to all of those things. Plus, you get to be featured on the channel once a month with me and the other Chosen members where we talk about movies and, and, and stuff. Anything really that the Chosen want to talk about. And it's always a very fun discussion. We usually have about three, three and a half hour discussion. So again, that's what you get access to at the Chosen of Valhalla level. Also, you get a free t-shirt during your first month. All you need to do is just let me know uh, what t-shirt you want from the store and also their size, location, etc. And I send those out anywhere in the world. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Thank you all so very much again for your love and for your support. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.